0: Everybody is unique and everybody has a different background. Everybody has different comfort levels. And if I don't ask enough questions or enough of the right questions, we're going to end up with a marketing strategy that isn't sustainable, that doesn't fit what the client is trying to convey. And you know, the overall goal is to have marketing strategies that are sustainable and feel good and reflect
1: Hi everybody, welcome to episode 286 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. This week I go back to my Chicago title roots and I'll be interviewing Wendy Thatcher. Wendy is a business development manager with Chicago Title Portland and one of my top referral partners. Yes, she has helped me get some great guests for the podcast and I'm very excited to get her story. Wendy, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Bill. It's really good to be here.
1: It is so exciting to chat with you. We've known each other Almost a decade. Did you know it's been that long?
0: I had to think about it. And you're right. It's almost a decade. Yep. Wow.
1: Um, I'm going to let you share your version of how we met. Because I I tell friends the story. I want to know how you tell it.
0: Okay. (laughs) So I think it was 2013. And it was at the the, um, Fidelity National Financial Leadership Conference. And from what I remember, I walked into the conference and it's kind of you know, packed, and we just ended up talking to each other, and you had a whole group of people with you, and then I think we ended up at the same dinner spot that night, but somewhere along the way, you pointed out that my name tag said, Wedney, <laughs> <laughs> and I had had that name tag on for a long time, and didn't notice it myself, Um, but you were so kind, and you were, you said, have you seen your name tag? And I was like, "Yeah." And he, then you pointed it out. So, yeah, <laughs>
1: that is that is true. And I and look, I probably have used the term "wed me." I don't know, definitely hundreds of times yes. since uh, since then. And uh, I apologize <laughs> for every one of them now. But uh, yeah, it was it was and, and it was great. We you were at our table at the banquet of the, the night of the. I mean, we had a great time, and so yes. uh, yeah. And it's really it's led to some great stuff. You know, we were both Chicago title at the time right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was able to travel up to Portland and, and hang out with your team. And we had a great time. And you took me to Voodoo Donuts for the first time. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Before there were like a million knockoffs of Voodoo Donuts, right? Now they're all-
0: There's the a million now. Portland. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. You, you, but you didn't grow up in Portland. You are a Midwesterner, uh, born and raised in Iowa. First, First question, have you ever been to the Field of Dreams? I Dan, have. Dan.
0: yes 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 yes, and yes.
1: i i <laughs> have was, too. have you oh
0: yeah oh yeah we oh my gosh
1: just a little t- we were at a, a cubs game and i ended it was an afternoon game i go we can drive to dyersville it's not that far from chicago oh it's kind of that far but yeah. it was a blast <laughs> tell me your story there
0: so it was about 35 miles from where i grew up it was pretty close wow. yeah so in 35 miles you know in iowa you can get there and 25 minutes. So right, <laughs> um, and it is you know it's literally a baseball field in the middle of a cornfield, and it's I'm sure that's really exciting for some people, some baseball fans, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I grew up surrounded by corn, so it was not not that exciting for me. But it what it did put Iowa on the map in kind of a certain way. So that was great yep. to be a part of. Are, it. are we in heaven?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa, right <laughs> i you can't see it but I have, I have an ear of corn from that field on my bookcase up here on the right hand side in my room yeah i that's amazing i was kind of we stayed for a couple hours i pitched to kids i walked out in the corn I just, it was just an amazing place uh, it's it's, yeah. it's my number one or number two movie depending on my mood so
0: okay okay yeah what Very year cool. did you go visit? Do you remember? Oh,
1: it was in the 90s. So okay. it might have been right before Kevin was born. 91, 92. The movie okay. came out in 85-ish. like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, tell, me, tell me what it's like growing up. Well, you said it. I didn't say it. In cornfields.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I grew up uh, on an 80-acre farm in rural Iowa. And 80 acres is actually considered a smaller farm in Iowa terms. So my dad was a large animal vet and my mom was a teacher. Um, But it was, I mean, I was a really active kid. So having that kind of playground was great. It was, it was really very cool. I would go to work with my dad sometimes and get to help, help put in quotations (laughs) in a lot of ways, but you know, you could see um, lots of baby animals born along the way. And it was very cool.
1: Wow. I ask this question a lot of my guests, especially when they're from a place that's, you know, not where everyone's from. And biggest misconception about Iowa? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, there's a few. So the first most common thing I hear is that it's that we're actually Ohio oh. or we're Idaho, which is <laughs> no. <laughs> people get nice. their starches mixed up, I think, so <laughs> Iowa's corn and not potatoes. Um, right. so that's that's the one that I get probably most often when I say where I'm from. And the second one is that people think it's flat, like totally flat. And I understand where people get that idea because if a lot of people drive through like you did, you were going to a you know another destination, and um, along I80, which is cuts right through Iowa, it's very flat. So, but I've actually, I've done the bike ride across Iowa. There's a famous bike ride called Rag Bry, and I've done that twice. And I can tell you the entire state is not flat. My legs <laughs> will tell would, you that.
1: Yeah, you would know that. That's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we I, I remember we cut up through from, from, after the, from Dyersville, we went up to Madison, Wisconsin. And so we got to cut up into the kind of the Northeast portion yeah. of the state. It was very pretty and across the Mississippi, right? Yes. Into, into Wisconsin, uh, just Cool, yeah. um, you're a cyclone. So I, I guess I guess that's that's a good thing. You know yeah. Iowa State having a gr- like a resurgence in football lately. That's right. had super fun. Yeah, but I, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I know the the, the the I know the the mascot's a cyclone like mm-hmm. a cyclone. Okay, cool. But then I, I was looking it up and I, and, and every cyclone I saw had a cardinal, a, a bird, the red bird cardinal yeah. spinning around inside the ter- the tornado. So what, what's up with that? What's up with that mascot? What do you what are you guys doing to that cardinal? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does kind of look like he's in a Vitamix, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. So that's Sai. That's his name is Sai, and. Okay. I roughly know kind of the the story of how it evolved, but feel free to fact check me. Um, so it was like as l- l- the late 1800s is when the cyclone name just happened. So a journalist said that the Iowa State football team stormed the field like a cyclone or something, something like that. So that sure. stuck. And then I think they were having trouble like actually creating that kind of into a character, which so... The poor cardinal gets entered into the picture.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't even know when, but um, obviously after the cyclone. And then they it's created kind of two mascots. Those are the details I know. Um, my dad would know all of the details of that story. He's probably yeah. slightly disappointed that I don't know them all, but um, he was the original Iowa Stater in our family. So...
1: Does that mean like at a football game, there's like a, now they can build a cyclone mascot. Is there a cyclone running around and a cardinal? <laughs> no, just a cardinal. Oh. Just a okay, Yeah, Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> All right. Um, so we we'll, we'll, we'll leave Iowa now. What, um what brought you out to the Pacific Northwest? Beautiful part of the country. What, yes. What, yeah. Yeah.
0: So while I was at Iowa State University, I participated in a program called the National Student Exchange Program. Um, And it's a network of universities that just exchange um, students for different experiences. And so I spent a semester at the University of Oregon Mm. and completely fell in love with the state. It was I was able to travel a little bit while I was also um, going to school at the U of O and, you know, hit all the highlights. I would spend a lot of time in Portland. I went to bend, I went, traveled to the Olympic peninsula and it was just, I knew I would be back. So I moved back to Iowa to finish my degree and then immediately moved right back
1: to Portland. Yeah. Bend, Oregon is, is we, I remember staying there one night on a trip from San Diego to Vancouver and one of our stops was bend and it is one of the most beautiful little towns i've ever been in like bar mm-hmm. none right oh yeah beautiful yeah but we got to talk portland yeah i have a lot of people on this podcast from portland how come right. how come wendy <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to that it's it's amazing <laughs> now that you're virtually a native tell yes. me tell me the three things we've got to do not the stuff that you know the tourists know about yeah, three things that that the listeners can go. Oh, next time I'm there, I'm going to do this.
0: Okay, well, they might some of them might be a little touristy because <laughs> okay, that's,
1: that's fine. that is the good it, stuff. It's that important. Yeah, <laughs> yes. okay.
0: one thing, and, and the more I travel outside of Portland, the more I realize how lucky we are to have an incredible restaurant scene here. We have so many small restaurants that. Just, I mean, and a lot of the they're affordable also compared to other cities. So mm-hmm. check out the food scene. If it's kind of a quick trip here and you don't want to spend a lot of your time, you know, actually in restaurants, a lot of those very successful restaurants actually start in a food cart or a food truck. So you can check out the food truck scene. And I know you're a fan of donuts. So we talked about booty <laughs> donuts. You could do a donut tour of wow. Portland.
1: oh yeah yep so it's, uh, I, I i see a side hustle in your future
0: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah. some good social media content there yeah no kidding um, yeah so the best i would if you were to ask me best donut in town right now right now and this will probably change but i would send you to, to Doe's donuts wow it's really good
1: downtown or where's it at in the city you know how's it
0: Um. Let's see. I have actually had them gifted to me or delivered to me, so I don't know. Oh,
1: (laughs) awesome! That's even better. That's that new. (laughs) Okay. Good. All right. I like
0: it. Yeah. So the food scene. The it's the proximity to other natural beauty. You know, we are. Everybody always says Portland's right in the middle. We have coast hour and a half one direction, the mountain hour and a half the other direction. There's wine country about an hour south. You know, it just planning a really good day trip would be very easy from from Portland and you could make it back at night in time for one of those awesome
1: restaurants. Yeah. You got the Willamette. I mean, you got all kinds of stuff that's just right there, huh? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. yeah, that's, that's cool. Let's get to, let's get to the Chicago title stuff. You've, you've been with Chicago title over 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ask this question a lot of times to my guests because it's nobody ever in college was thinking, Ooh, I can't wait to work for a title company or, Ooh, I can't wait to be a realtor. Right. (laughs) It's not really the way it works, but so what was your path to the, uh, to the industry? And I'll, I'll be honest here. I can say this now because I'm not working for fidelity anymore. The, what led you to the greatest title company on earth?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I love hearing other people's stories of how they got in the industry too. So mine is when I first moved to, Portland my first job was at Pete's Coffee and I did coffee for just a little while and then I had a couple of other jobs in there and then I answered an ad in the paper so you know it was the early 2000s yes <laughs> for a marketing assistant and it was for John and Scott Real Estate they're a regional company they had a small corporate office to service their Oregon branches here and so I got hired there and I wore a bunch of hats there, but primarily um, my responsibility and what I loved doing at that job was teaching realtors how to use their own tools and create their own websites. And, you know, that was a blast. And it was definitely the start to kind of where I, you know, what I do now. So from John L. Scott, I actually got hired by Transnation title and I got to do A job, my title was a business development trainer, but I was basically like a technology specialist and taught Mm -hmm. classes. And the sales team would bring me in um, for more kind of specialized tech appointments. And then when the market started to decline and our staff got smaller and smaller, I ended up doing both. So I was my technology trainer, business development trainer role, and I had a small territory.
1: Okay. So I got you on yeah. the sales side of things. That's yeah. Those are two quite different uh, pieces of the pie. <laughs> so yeah. um, we'll get we'll get to that in a sec. Tell me, so how does Chicago Title come into the picture?
0: So after um, Translation actually ended up closing uh, mm-hmm. the winter of 2009, and I just started talking to every title company in the Portland area and Chicago Title hired me. And I had my first interview with Chicago Title in the Pete's that I used to swing coffee in. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: That's
0: awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it felt like home uh, right away. And then uh, it's actually, I love that full circledness of that story because I, that's one of the places I take my clients now. And we're going to grab a, a cup of coffee, is that Pete's that it all started in. So
1: are, are you Pete's over Starbucks? Yes. Yeah. Ah, that's awesome. There's <laughs> I, I have a, a recommendation for you, uh, and, and anyone listening. The um, the Business Wars is a great podcast. It's called okay. Business Wars. And there's one that's it's Starbucks versus Dunkin'. And there's an interesting sidebar tangent with Pete's in there as well. So Okay, it, I bet. It's like a, a four or five part series, but it's really good. So you should yes. you'll love it. Um that's cool. Uh let's see, you've you've also I have to um Talk about this part of it because I I was in sales for one year with Chicago Title before I took over a branch because I've mm-hmm. always been kind of an operations kind of a guy, right? And I think you have an incredibly tough sales job because you're not selling something that people can hold on to. You're not selling something, or you're not even selling a piece of technology. You're really selling, um, you know, the service provided by you and your escrow team. And service is such a tough thing to. Grasp. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about some of the challenges you know that you, that you face.
0: Yeah, some days it feels like a tough job. So, <laughs> uh, first of all, there are two relationships that have to be built. So, first, the relationship is between me and the and the client or the prospect, and then when I have earned it, I get to introduce them to the escrow officer that will actually facilitate in closing their deals. Then I have. To to help or I get to help that relationship develop as well, because that's an important piece. Right. So also, a really big challenge is most of the people who are in the industry doing business already have a favorite title company (laughs) and already have, you know, more specifically, a favorite escrow officer that they like. So in order to even open that door crack, I just, every time I approach you know, a prospect or somebody that I want to work with, I have to lead with value every single time in order to start turning heads.
1: Let's talk a little bit more about building those relationships. Um, But we'll do it through this question because you have really... Uh, hooked me up with some amazing guests over the years. You know, I mean, I got to start with Shelly Zavitz. I mean, she's, she is unbelievable. Um, and I'm doing some stuff with her now on the side. It's very fun. Uh, one of the wickedest senses of humor I've ever uh, encountered. I mean, wicked dry, right? Um, she's amazing. And, and now I have these memories of New York and, Weird things. It was just unbelievable hanging out (laughs) with Shelley. (laughs) uh, But but others as well. There's Pam. There's Alicia. Drew. I mean, it just goes. Nick. It goes on and on. So, Mm -hmm. um, because let's just kind of go a little deeper into relationships. You said that you you lead with value, right? But Mm -hmm. but what are what are some of the what are some if for people that are looking to get better at it, what would you recommend to them?
0: The kind of the approach it's just and approaching a conversation every single time with something that, that you are, are offering and the, the people that we're approaching, especially in this market are so busy and they're wearing so many different hats. And yeah. so it is um, it's important to do your homework and to, to lead with value. You know, one of the things that I've learned over time is doing a lot more listening and then, then, you know, bringing solutions that you think are the the right solutions right away. And if you ever have a, want to have a bad appointment, lead with a solution you haven't identified a need for. <laughs> That's really it. It's And it's it still happens. It still happens to me because I get excited about something and I, and I feel like I have, you know, something to offer, but it, it, You know, like every, every single time the needs have to be uh, assessed first. Everybody is unique and everybody has a different background. Everybody has different comfort levels. And if I don't ask enough questions or enough of the right questions, we're going to end up with a marketing strategy that isn't sustainable, that doesn't fit what the client is trying to convey. And you know, the overall goal is to have marketing strategies that are sustainable and feel good and reflect who the agent is and the services they offer. And so what I tell people is we're going to work within your comfort zone first. We're going to find a plan and then we're going to start to stretch that. And just within, you know, and, and keep growing and keep growing it. And before you know it, they're going to be doing video marketing or something. So,
1: yeah. My guess is that's uh, a path you took a uh, a while, you know, a decade ago when you were growing your business is how do you, how do you stretch your, you know, get out of that comfort zone yourself, right? When mm-hmm. you were talking to especially top producers, that's always, always a challenge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's definitely have to try things and just constantly listen to yourself too. Like that didn't work. Why didn't that work? You know. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I've, I have I am so guilty of that, um, having something so important. I, I, I see something in Inman or you see something online or you read something. Like, oh, this is th- – how could everyone not want this? Guess what? A small fraction of them need it <laughs> and mm-hmm. you got to find them. But it's nice having those tools. I know. I know for you at Chicago, you have a wealth of tools you can bring out and talk about, right? Um, all compliant in Oregon, of course. And, yeah. but, but you do not just drop the toolbox on the table. You have that conversation first and figure out which one you're going to pull out of the, out of the box. It's great. Yeah. Uh, we, I, we have to, we're talking about Portland and Chicago title. We got to talk a little bit about Stephanie Chumley, don't we? I think right. we do. Yeah. <laughs> She's, you know, you think about it, you know, what you were doing in the early 2000s is kind of a precursor to what, what I started doing in 2010 and what Stephanie's been doing. So, Mm -hmm. so you, I'm sure you know how to work with Stephanie as part of uh, the team there. Explain a little bit what she does.
0: Yeah. So Stephanie is uh, our director of social media and education, and she teaches classes for us and um, for our, for our clients. And then also uh, I will bring her in on some one-on-one appointments that deal a lot with social media strategy and diving a little bit deeper with the clients is, is Stephanie's role.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, that, that having somebody that like full time is focused on what's changing because there's so much stuff happening so fast in our world, having somebody who's just constantly trying to stay on top of what's, what's changing definitely helps a sales team, right? Do those things, um, that you need to be doing, which is the research on those prospects and having more conversations, trying to listen to them and find out what they need. And then, Bring stephanie in it works pretty well right
0: exactly yep
1: yeah yeah you have quite a social media presence i know a few things about you that i didn't know when we first met things like you're a a maniac on a bike and a run you love (laughs) you love running like from one place to another usually it's like it's from this mountain to this bay or They have weird names like Ragnar or whatever. You've, these are all things you've done, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yep, um,
1: yeah. And uh, which congratulations to you because that's never going to do that. Uh, I might drive the van. That's about it, right? Um, but let's. One thing that dominates your social media presence. Go look at Wendy's. Uh, it's uh, your Instagram accounts with thatch. We'll put it in the notes. It's, it's Edith the French Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 talk a little about a little bit about Edith. How long have you had her? Um, uh-huh. Give me a couple of cool Edith stories.
0: Okay. Okay. So, yes. Edith is... Her hashtag is Edith the Frenchton. So, she's a quarter Boston Terrier and three-fourths French Bulldog. Um, she is five. Uh, she was not my idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I did...
0: I I did not like French bulldogs. Um I did not think they were cute. I would just didn't think they were a good idea and my partner thought differently. So we we've had these for for about 5 years. French bulldogs have a lot of health trouble. So they are very cute. I will admit that now. She is adorable. I can't believe I never thought that she was. But <laughs> <laughs> but pet insurance is a must for for French bulldogs. So she's been through um some some health struggles. But through the pandemic, spending so much time together in the same house, it felt like we were intruding on
1: Edith's territory. <laughs> and so-, so It's like, won't you guys leave? right you have a life to live here okay yes
0: there was a lot of side eye there was a lot of you know um so it was really interesting to to be able to um share a house with such a big personality 24 hours a day (laughs) so but we i just started to do videos of edith talking um there's an app that you can that you can use to do it and gave edith a, a voice which i mean she clearly already has her voice i just helped her get all of her feelings out so <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome yeah you've had there, there have been some there have been some trying times you know with health like you mentioned with edith you know it's mm-hmm. and he and it's as you catch it online you're like oh no you know and then you're, you're kind of drawn into this into this yeah. story because we want to we want to see the happy ending and so far so good
0: yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> very good
1: are, are, i know bulldog's can't swim same thing edith can't swim
0: you know she um she probably wouldn't she just wouldn't want to um whether she can or not i don't know but part of her part of her mobility issues have led to some physical therapy which have um which are water treadmills which she just refuses to do. Oh, she's
1: not gonna do it. No, huh. (laughs) No. That's awesome. She's already telling telling the vet or the the PT. I'm not that's not me. Not me. Okay. Absolutely
0: not.
1: (laughs) Go check out Edith, the French the the what will we call her?
0: The French tin.
1: The Frenchton. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. That's cool. All right. First of all, thanks for getting up so early on the West coast to do this. And now I'm going to give you um, the final question we've asked every guest. You've heard this a few times. Um, If you have one piece of advice you could give a new agent just getting started, what would it be?
0: So I, I love this question and I've um, listened to a lot of your, your uh, episodes. And so I've got to hear a lot of the answers over the the last few years. My biggest piece of advice is there's no magic bullet. So there's going to be products and services and solutions that seem like it's the thing at the time. Um, So just remember, there's no magic bullet. If there was a magic bullet, it would be the systems that you create along the way. And those systems should help you reach more people and work more efficiently to take better care of your clients. So one of the things, this is very long advice, but one of oh, the things that, that I think people should start to pay attention to from day one is the things that you find yourself doing over and over and over again. And which of those things could you create a system rather than having to rework every single time? So hmm. the example that I use is, if you are writing an email to buyers when they first connect with you on what the next steps should be, that's your first email template. Don't ever rewrite it again until you absolutely need to update it, but save it. And then when you are so busy because you're you're going to get there and you're going to get so busy, those are the systems that are going to fall you're going to fall back on that are going to help your business remain sustainable.
1: I I love that it's so It's not a magic bullet. It's a magic airport escalator.
0: There you go. Yeah. It's this
1: long traveled path, right? That that you'll keep putting these little pieces in place that'll always kind of support you. That's amazing. No one's ever, that's the first time for that answer in 286 episodes. Oh,
0: wow. Okay.
1: That's congratulations. Thank you. uh, Wendy, if somebody wants to reach out to you or, or see what you're doing online, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Thatcher at ctt.com my last name does not have a second t in it
1: so <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah most people smell my last name that, wrong not my first name so. exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. and then um your your instagram i got instagram right woo thatch right
0: yes yep
1: yeah cool
0: w-o-o-t-h-a-c-h
1: Yeah. It's a lot of fun to follow that. It's a lot of fun. Wendy, this has been great. Uh, You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit. You were so nervous about this because like, I, what am I going to talk about? I go, we're just going to have a chat. It's really easy. So, so for anyone else who's thinking about when I, when they get that email from me asking to be on the show, what would you say to them?
0: You made it painless. I was nervous, but you did make it painless.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you. Thanks for, for your time and, and everything. And I can't wait to see you again. Hopefully, if it's not an imminent event, maybe I'll be in the Northwest for something yeah. for my agent and I'll swing by. It'll just be so much fun.
0: Let's go on a donut tour. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to The Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app.